0: So what's the future? It's a question that I'm getting asked all the time. And the conversation is about the future of the Republican Party and President Trump. What's the future? Well, there's a poll. According to the poll, that's the story that's posted on on Fox News, three out of four republicans want to see president trump play a big role in the gop 68 percent of americans say trump didn't do enough to stop insurrection they mean riot neither here nor there i'm amongst the 68 percent at the time that it happened not with any of this lead-up conversation because there are many people guilty of the lead up conversation, and I want to discuss bringing down the temperature overall as opposed to saying, well, it's all just Trump. Everybody else didn't matter. You don't think it mattered that Kamala Harris was bailing people out of jail? I think it matters a great deal. I think it matters more than some people want to consider. I mean, should we listen to how Don Lemon wants uh, to explain her actions and whether or not she was within her rights? Lindsay is reaching, right? Now, if you're wondering what all this Pandora's box talk is about, this is a story. After the police killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis last spring, thousands of people, including Black Lives Matter supporters, took to the streets. Kamala Harris tweeted support for donations to the Minnesota Freedom Fund, which helped people post bail if they were arrested while protesting. So let's set the record straight there was no bailing out. Right? Kamala Harris tweeted about a fund to help people post bail. And what is that? Which is entirely legal. And saying we're going to fight like hell is also entirely legal. And having Kamala Harris bail people out was saying that, hey, it's okay what you do, and we want you to do it again. And people could take from that what they take from that. Your argument, Don Lemon, is that, oh, that's fine and doesn't lead to anything. But the answer is, of course it does, because we know that when some people are called protesters, they weren't. Even though they should have been in a distinction, should have been clear between protester and rioter we are fully aware that distinction wasn't made when it comes to the minnesota freedom fund tony katz tony katz today 833 got tony 833-468-8669 you you can't you can't uh wh- what is it that uh um ron DeSantis, the governor of florida said don't whiz my leg and tell me it's raining Uh, He he cleaned it up, so I'm using the cleans-up version. It's a poll from Quinnipiac that says three out of four Republicans want to see former President Trump play a big role in um, the Republican Party. From Politico Morning Consult, uh, six out of ten Republicans say they want Trump to play a major role in the GOP going forward. Eight out of ten saying they hold a favorable opinion of the former president. Well, part of this question is what I'm going to try and a- get an answer to. Next week, we're heading down to Orlando to the Conservative Political Action Conference, and I'm going to be broadcasting uh, from there. Brought to you by a great group of people called Relay Indiana, RelayIndiana dot com, uh, and and we're going to be have a we're going to have a full setup, and we're going to be broadcasting. We're going to be doing other interviews, going to be shooting video. It's going to be great. But I'm going to get this question answered. Now let me give you an, an answer of my own, because in getting this question answered, I want to see where people are on the ground, and, uh, giving information to a pollster. With all due respect, I don't listen to pollsters at all anymore. I don't. I have no faith whatsoever in 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 polls. Now you can argue that the polls this time around were more right than they were uh, in twenty sixteen. You can also argue that some of my theories didn't work out, like, for example, the secret Trump voter or the shy Trump voter. But as we look at the Newsweek story, or is it the Time story, right, about how lots of people worked in concert to be able to create new rules and regulations about how you could vote, that's not a conversation of voter fraud. That's a conversation of look at the lengths people went to and the duplicity engaged it doesn't fit under the category of fraud, as we like to discuss fraud, but it does fit under a lot of groups of people work tirelessly to allow things that normally were not allowed in this election, in the world of mail-in ballots and in the world of extending deadlines. And Republicans, as we discussed, got outlawed. Doesn't matter what name they call you, raise holy hell and stop them. Doesn't matter if they scream voter suppression. Stacey Abrams? Stacey Abrams won't concede an election. Do you think she gets a say? <laughs> Next! Don't you worry about her. Good Lord. I want to know if they're serious that they want Trump to play a role. And then it's not enough. The question is what kind of role? What role do you want? Donald Trump to play going forward? That's a question I don't yet have an answer to. A lot of people want to talk about Trump 2024. And the answer is, I'm not necessarily one of those people. I'm not angry at the dude. Oh, Okay, wait. I'm angry about what happened at the Capitol and that he did not aggressively move to stop it. I am. We'll disagree. I'm cool with that. But policy? Not angry. Attitude? I'm I'm not angry. I find Jen Psaki more dismissive than Donald Trump. Uh, 150%. I found T.J. Ducklow, the former deputy press secretary, more off-putting in his speech uh, than than Donald Trump. Uh, I appreciate the straightforward. Even if I don't like it, when I hear the 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 workarounds when I hear the kind of you know uh, hey how do we how do we kind of you know massage this statement to make it work oh it makes uh, makes me ill when 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 men do it when women do it uh, despise it despise every bit of it just just give me the story when I am looking for a doctor and right now I'm looking for a new doctor i got I got a letter your doctor no longer works here I'm like well where does my doctor work? we can't tell you what do you mean you can't tell me? So my doctor left the group, and now I'm in need of a a new doctor. I'm not happy about it at all. Um, But when I do look for a doctor, when I do need a doctor, one of the things I look for is someone who just tells me things without any sweetness. I don't think you have to be a jerk, but I don't need any sugar. I just want a direct conversation. I want to be able to get my questions answered directly, and then I know what to do. I uh, all that other kind of uh, affect on on the, on the cave. We're gonna get you taken care of, okay? Like that kind of stuff. Like it's almost asked as a question at the end. Blech. Can't stand it. But do I want Trump in twenty twenty four? I don't think I do. But do I want Trump to be a lesson of value to the political right? Yes, I most definitely do. The very conversation of fighting, of pushing back, of speaking out, of calling somebody a liar when they are, of doing it very often with a lovely piece of humor. No, it didn't always work. All of those things are extremely important. Not allowing a media narrative to decide your future and not worrying about whether you get invited to the Christmas party. Don't worry about making friends. Do your job. Don't worry about whether you're loved. Do your job. There are principles and there are values that should be upheld. Do your job. Fight for them. Now, it's an interesting lesson to get from a guy like President Trump who didn't come in with those values. Remember, Donald Trump was never a conservative. not a concern. let's say it again for the people in the cheap seats Donald Trump was never a conservative that should that should not be surprising what was surprising is that he governed as one that's the part that's so absolutely terrific that's the part that made you say well son of a gun look how lucky I got on taxes and on regulation and on judges who actually adjudicated and weren't interested in just you know um, legislating from the bench Very, very, very important. And I was pleased. With far more than I wasn't pleased on in terms of policy, I was pleased. There's some things that, mm, but that's true of anybody. I'm more pleased with what Donald Trump did than I ever would have been with Hillary Clinton. I I, I sleep fine with making uh, that choice. And if you ask me, based on this first month of Joe Biden, oh, I'd rather have Donald Trump in office. <laughs> this is not not even a debate. But what's the role that I want for him in 2024? And do Republicans really want a role for him? That's what we're gonna go find out next week. That's what we're gonna go check for ourselves, guys. Cause I'm 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 willing to believe it. I just want confirmation of it. Does that make sense? I am absolutely willing to believe that the party has no interest in throwing Donald Trump away. I think that's what people who go on cable news might say and some people who consider themselves some kind of so-called pseudo-intellectual conservative royalty. But that isn't what voters are saying. But now we got to ask ourselves, what is it that we want? Not what it is he wants. What is the Donald Trump tool that we can utilize? What are the lessons learned that we should share? (laughs) That's about us engaging our power and then saying, here's what we could do. I'm not. I am not sure. I mean, remember, it's the Republican Party. It's the party of stupid. They're never fully prepared. I don't know if they're ready to have that kind of deep, heavy conversation. Because you got to admit, if you were to sit down tonight with, with with a glass of your favorite bourbon, and also I would love to know what your favorite bourbon is, uh, at Tony Katz on Twitter, at Tony Katz on Parlor, because Parlor's back, which is very, very cool. Facebook Tony Katz Radio. You can email me, Tony at TonyKatz.com. What's your bourbon? Um, if you were to sit down with your favorite glass of bourbon or maybe you, you drink uh, water, it's fine. No, no judgments. What is it that you would want from him? Never mind, do you want him as your candidate? But really and truly, what are the lessons you would want from the Trump years and from Trump himself to be a part of the political right? What would those be? And in that, you realize you're not just playing some surface answer question for a for a pollster game. You're getting into the deep and heavy of what an answer might actually mean. You want him involved? What does it mean? Why don't we answer that question first and then go out there and get what we want? So one of the reasons we're going to CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference, courtesy of RelayIndiana.com, is to get an answer to that question. Has anybody been thinking about it? What is it that they want? Do they want him? And if so, what parts or all do they want? Can't wait to go and broadcast live and bring it to you. I'm Tony Katz. So in the Biden $1.9 trillion coronavirus relief plan, which he's not giving up on, he wants the whole $1.9 trillion, trillion dollars there's a there's a look at how the department of education gets elementary and secondary school emergency relief it's 126 128 billion dollars 128 billion dollars but it's not all coming at one time no 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 See, in 2021, they'll get $6 billion. And in 2022, they'll get $32 billion. And in 2023, $32 billion. In 2024, they'll get $25 billion. And then, 25, 26, 27, 28, 19, 8, 2, and 1. Huh. They seem to get a lot of it right before midterms in the general election huh well that's interesting not an equal amount over the eight years no 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 and oh in 2021 they only get 6 billion ain't that something huh Tony Katz Tony Katz today 833 got Tony 833 8669. I 8669 I guess that's just a I guess that's just you know a just a little bit of coincidence. What? What? Who am I? Who am I to say, right? Right? That it's that it's clearly a, a payoff uh, to have union support. I I would never say such a thing. Then there's this from Rick Rojas. Rick Rojas calls himself a Southern correspondent from the New York Times. And Rick Rojas put out a tweet, and the tweet reads. I broke a long-standing rule of mine to not watch movies made before 1975 so I could finally see Citizen Kane. It taught me a valuable lesson. These rules exist for a reason. It's Citizen freaking Kane. We went out of our way to show our kids Citizen Kane. Rosebud? It, It. it's a classic on classics. Oh is it too bigoted for you Do you know what kind of insanity it is? Oh I don't watch movies before 1975. Do you know what kind of egomaniacal, awful person you are? You, the things that do you do you look at art before 1975? How about any books you read any books before 1975? Do you read anything at all before 1975? Like, you know, the Constitution or the Magna Carta? I I won't ask if you read any Locke or or, or Burke. I will will not ask if you have opened up any Voltaire. I will not, because I know the answer. I know the answer. This is what happens when you think you know everything. This is what happens when you think you have all of the answers. You think you've thought everything that can be thought because you think it. This is what the elitist does. And oh, yeah, oh, this is exactly the kind of philosophy that the elitist puts forward. I don't have to see those things. Those things are not from an enlightened time. It was 1975. People were desperate to get into Studio 54 to do a line of blow off of a hooker's butt. What are you talking about, enlightened? Oh, God, you'd have to look up Studio 54. Oh, I feel so bad for you. Wait, hold on. Other people don't know what Studio 54... Okay, look up Studio 54. You can watch the movie with Mike Myers. It came out after 1975. <laughs> or you might want to actually look into things. Wait, was 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 Studio 54 75? or Was that more like 78? The point remains. No knowledge of history. No desire to know history. Elitists who think uh, that they, they, they know things, and that's all that matters. They feel them, and that's what's important. It's not what's important. Your feelings most probably will betray you. Your mind and connection to other minds, facts, data, reason, logic. This is the sexy stuff, man. I'm Tony Katz. I've been trying to keep up with this story about the Bachelor guy. Because when I first read it, Didn't make any sense. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Facebook Tony Katz Radio. Find everything at uh, TonyKatz.com. The Bachelor guy is not the guy who plays The Bachelor on the reality show. We're talking about the host, Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison has been the host of The Bachelor, I think The Bachelorette, for for a good long time. I don't know. I don't watch the show. I don't watch uh, a a real-life show nonsensical dating show it's just not for me but it's crazy popular i know it's popular because when we have for example tornado warnings in in indiana we'll have people who get angry why did you why are you interrupting the bachelor don't you know i need to watch i don't care about the tornado it's a tornado warning tornadoes in the area and they're like no 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 i i need to know who gets the rose you know who got the, get the got the rose? Who cares? Your house has just been f- blown away. That's who got the rose. Well, the story is is that there's a woman on the show named Rachel, and Rachel, it turns out, was photographed at a fraternity formal that was antebellum themed, pre-Civil War, and that would be you know taken as 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 racist. Rachel is white. It's it's you know anything that would be civil war would be so bigoted and how dare you well the story starts coming out and not only does this story come out people got so angry they started trying to dig up anything she ever um, said or did an unverified allegation that she'd shamed a former acquaintance for dating black men but it's unverified no proof whatsoever and evidence that her parents voted for Donald Trump. They tried to find her voting records, they couldn't find them. So Chris Harrison, right, the host says, whoa, 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 whoa. I haven't talked to Rachel. We all need to have a little grace, a little understanding, a little compassion, because I've seen some stuff online. This judge-jury-executioner thing, he says, where people are just tearing this girl's life apart and diving into, like, her parents, her parents' voting record. It is unbelievably alarming to watch this. I haven't heard Rachel speak on this yet until I actually hear this woman have a chance to speak. Who am I to say any of this? I saw a picture of her at a sorority party five years ago, and that's it. That's what he said. I mean, he said some other things, but that in the main is what he said. And so what did the people who watched The Bachelor do? They said, you're a bigot and you have to be fired. You have to be fired. They actually went after him for his history of misogyny. What history of misogyny? What did he say that's so bad? Can we at least hear what this girl has to say? We're digging into her parents' voting record? Let's not do that. Let's have a little grace. What's so wrong with that? And now, Chris Harrison, after having the hashtag fire Chris Harrison, he's stepping away from the show. I have spent the last few days listening to the pain my words have caused, and I am deeply remorseful. This is... This is what he says. My ignorance did damage to my friends, colleagues, and strangers alike. I have no one to blame but myself for what I said and the way I spoke. I set standards for myself and have not met them. I feel that with every fiber of my being. Now, just as I taught my children to stand up and to own their actions, I will do the same and continues... By excusing historical racism, I defended it. I invoked the term woke police, which is unacceptable, and I am shamed over how uninformed I was. I was so wrong, and then it's an apology to the black and the BIPOC community and etc. And finally, I am so grateful to those who have reached out to help me on my path to anti-racism. Oh, Lord. Ain't this something? Can we go back to what he said that was so bad? Yeah, that's there's i pitch- am I'm I'm stuck there too. I don't I don't get it. You see, the he, uh, I can't explain it to you. There's a picture of this girl with other women who are I believe in this photo. I'm looking at the photo here. Um, I think that I think they're all white. I I could be wrong, and it's about the antebellum South. And so, therefore, it is um, condoning slavery. Because she attended a party, she condoned slavery. Now, I will say to you, maybe that's an odd party, right? And and maybe there's a conversation within that. But she attended a party. That's what she did. The host said, can we at least hear from her? And for that got destroyed and he not willing to stand up because he didn't want to lose the job gave in and said this Do you know what Room 101 is You got you got to read 1984 if you want to see the movie with William Hurt the, the movie is is so painful to watch it's it's so vicious Um Room 101 is where you went for your rehabilitation um where uh you know Winston learns that uh, the, the, the good people at Ingsoc can, can do anything, make memories appear or disappear. They decide what is. They decide what is happening at any moment. And that's where you are confronted with the reality that everything you believe doesn't matter. It only matters what you're supposed to believe. It is the manifestation of totalitarianism. That's room 101. That's what 1984 is all about. That's what we're seeing here. Now, we should note, and I'm going to get into this a little bit further, especially as we've seen some things uh, about education recently, Uh, anti-racism is Racism and i know there are people out there who don't want to hear that right they they don't want to accept the bigotry that is anti-racism but it is what it is anti-racism is pure raw unadulterated bigotry what anti-racism suggests is that you confront racism or discrimination i should say with discrimination and you, disgrunt- you 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 confront future discrimination with discrimination how in the world does how in the world do you confront future uh, discrimination how does that, that 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 even work well what you do is that you you recognize that some people based on certain characteristics are guilty for their characteristic sometimes referred to as whiteness and that you take the individual out of the conversation by engaging a level of groupthink or applying a group identity and describing that group as guilty and then you get people to buy in to this idea by declaring them an ally If they follow the rules that you set wanting to be an ally is better than being one of those people so you're an ally and an ally is not asked to think or have a critical mind as a matter of fact thinking and having a critical mind is exactly uh, something that an ally would never do an ally simply does what they are told to dismantle whiteness now you may have oh i don't do this and i don't do that what are they talking about here and that's interesting but what is that no 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 no. you are now in a group you have lost your individualism you are now guilty guilty of what guilty of whatever we tell you you're guilty of guilty of being born the way that you are born critical race theory and anti-racism Push forth the ideas that everything is connected to racism, that everything involves being a racist. It is everywhere. How did they describe it from the Black Lives Matter people? It is like the air that you breathe. What do you think the very concept of systemic racism means? Of course systemic racism isn't real. But if we're going to argue that it's real, then it's the system of education that is run by leftists. It's the systems of celebrity that is run by leftists. It's the system of the judicial system run by leftists. I'm cool! Knock the living crap out of all of it! See if I care! But that isn't what you mean, now is it? That isn't what you mean. You mean having domination over others. You mean ruining the lives others. You mean not a social movement, but a political movement of totalitarianism that says you will do this or else. Real life struggle sessions come to life. We're talking about Mao's China when we talk about struggle sessions. And if you don't believe me, if you think that somehow I'm not seeing it right, well, let's hear more of what this group has to say and more of where they make their connections. I'm not the first person to note that anti-racism is becoming troublingly racist. That's actually a headline from a guy by the name of Steve QJ over there on Medium. Take a look at what's going on in the schools and listen to the words of Mark Lamont Hill. That's coming up, I'm Tony Katz. So just yesterday I shared a bit of a story about a principal in New York, something called the East Side Community School, which is a public school, sending out a tool for action to white parents, Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's great to be with you. And in this tool for action, well, it has the eight white identities. And it has a little like a uh, chart, right, that that uh, starts in the red and then goes to the green. So you start as a white supremacist, and then there's white voyeurism and white privilege, then white benefit and white confessional, and then, oh, you're starting to get better. And then you can move into the green where you're a white critical, a white traitor, or a white abolitionist. White criticals, when you take on board critiques of whiteness and invest in exposing, marking, the white regime. Refusing to be complicit with the regime, whiteness speaking back to whiteness. Uh, by the way, whiteness is a regime? You'll notice in this they don't make any differential between conservative or liberal. You are guilty by the color of your skin. Oh my gosh, next you might be guilty of the blood that runs through your veins. This is why it's all so evil. The only purpose within these things is to not only gain power, but to destroy what power exists. In this case, we're talking about the destruction of Western culture and Western civilization. All of this comes out of Marxism. And people get very angry with me when I remind them that Black Lives Matter is a Marxist organization. Why do you have to say that, Tony? Why will you just accept the good work that they're doing? Because it's a Marxist organization and people who won't accept that it's a Marxist organization aren't serious people. Conversations about race are worthy conversations. Supporting Marxist organizations is a remarkably ignorant thing to do and I'll have no part of it. And I will not listen to people tell me why I should. There is no celebrity, no athlete, no corporate leader anywhere who should support Black Lives Matter. And any officer of diversity and inclusion who says you should, should be fired because, man, they're doing a terrible job. Far different conversation and conversations about race and impediments. and I don't favor any impediments to race. It's, it's like when people say, we're going to root out systemic racism. First of all, go find it and get back to me. And then when you find it, I'll help you rip it out by the holy damn root. Why wouldn't I? But understand that all of these things, all this talk about anti-racism, this is about the tearing down of Western civilization. This is about otherizing people and trying to, to you lump them into a group, you take away their individuality, and it is an easier moment of subjugation. The reason that I fight this in schools is that do you think I'm going to let you treat my kids that way? Go to hell. I don't don't care what your conversation is about race. You want to call my kids guilty for their existence, and I would rather you went to hell. I'm willing to say it to you nose to nose. Man, woman, black, white, makes no difference. They're my kids. I'm going to fight. And oh, what else are we fighting? Well, Mark Lamont Hill, who's a professor at Temple University, you see him on CNN, a well-known bigot, explains it. Explains the connection of Black Lives Matter as a political organization and a political entity, a political movement. Here's how I know it. This generation of activists is saying, no, let's defund. No, no, let's abolish. Let's imagine new possibilities. And one of the new possibilities that they've imagined um, is a world where, that, that is anti-imperialist. They don't want to just nation build, but they want a world make. And so Black Lives Matter very explicitly is talking about the dismantling of, um, of, of, of a Zionist project, dismantling of a settler colonial project, and, and, and very explicitly embracing BDS on those grounds. So it's analytical. It's, it's tied. Our fates are tied up, but there's also a very clear political mission that I think um, is far more progressive or radical than we had even 20 years ago in the mainstream. First, it should be noted that Black Lives Matter is a political movement, not a social movement. Not because I say so, but because Mark Lamont Hill says so. And if you want to argue with him, please just invite me so I can bring the bourbon and the popcorn. Second, BDS refers to boycott, divestment, and sanction. It is a tool utilized on college campuses and other places to attack Jews and to attack Israel. Boycott uh, Israeli companies, divest from investment in Israel, and sanction uh, Israeli uh, people, companies, etc. And, of course, you heard the mention of Zionism when talking about imperialism. But all of that is about destruction. This generation of activists is saying, no, let's defund. No, no, let's abolish. Let's." It's about destruction. It's not because I said so. It's not because I'm a racist. The people who want to call me racist, suspected white supremacist, there is no part of my butt you cannot kiss. Actually, I would never let you touch me. This is way too pretty. Of course it's political, of course it's about the destruction of Western civilization, of course it's about putting an end to something that works, and as opposed to being a nation that comes together and working on problems, this is about dividing. Because it's easier to destroy if we're divided, and that's why people should dismiss it from their lives, because it's better for your kid regardless of the color of their skin. Black kids will be better off in a world without this kind of bigotry from people who are utilizing them to push their political desires. It's all there. And we're going to keep talking about it no matter whether or not they like it. This is Tony Katz today.